Uh, hey there, everybody. I'm Kellen Sharpinette, Kansas State beat writer for the Wichita Eagle and Kansas State Star. Uh, coming at you with another Kansas State podcast this week. As usual, we got Blair Kirkhoff on the line. We're going to talk Kansas State hoops and Kansas State football with us. Blair, always a pleasure to be in your presence. How's it going? It's going to be. Let me assure you that the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Uh, well, we got. Uh, I, I think we should mix things up this week. Let's start basketball first. The uh, preseason All Big Twelve team came out today. Barry Brown was on it. Dean Wade was on it as unanimous pick. And uh, for the first time since 2010, Kansas State has the preseason All Conference Player of the Year in the Big Twelve. And this time it's Dean Wade. So they've got 40 percent of the All Conference team. They've got uh, the best player in the league, at least, is voted on by the coaches. Uh, a lot to be excited about on that front. What was your thought on on that, on those two big honors? Yeah, you know, it, it just continues to feed into the um, to, to, to the preseason hype of Kansas State that um, that, that hasn't been, you know, that the, the program hasn't experienced since at least 2010 and or, or 2011, coming off the maybe the 2010 season. So it's been. You know, it's been a few classes through Kansas State since the uh, since since the program has felt uh, or has, has been perceived to be this strong, and to have a couple of players named to the preseason all conference team, you know, the coaches and players can tell you and will tell us at Big 12 media days and and all media days that it doesn't mean anything, but it it, it does mean something. It, it's um, you know, it, it feeds to the it feeds the level of expectation, and, um, and I, you know Bruce Weber, and you know he'll talk about it with his team, and, and players will talk about it among themselves. I, it's a, it's a good thing. You want you want this. I mean, you, people think you're good, and now go out and and, and prove you're good. And, and I think Dean Wade deserves to be uh, the preseason player of the year. I there were probably two or three, maybe three or four candidates for it, and um, he was. Uh, you know, as I think about it, he he's as deserving as anybody to you know to to have this distinction. If you're limiting it to uh, players who have been in the Big Twelve before, yeah, he's he's definitely the best proven commodity. If you were going to go with somebody else, it would be a newcomer or a lot of media. I know it has speculated that um, Lawson the the Memphis transfer would be the would be the most likely pick out of Kansas, and you know you never know he might actually end up being the best player in the league this season. But uh, the way Dean Wade came on last season, if if you uh, especially if you just look at how he played in conference play, he was yeah. it, it, he was the best forward I, I thought in the league last season. So I think it's pretty deserving, um, and I, I'm excited for him. It's uh, it, it still cracks me up that. At, Kansas State's basketball media day. Bruce Weber said he didn't think the team was getting enough respect. I, I think uh, quite the opposite. I think they're getting all kinds of respect here. Um, and it's, uh, it, yeah, like you said, it's exciting. I think uh, you, well, you weren't here. You, you weren't here over the weekend, but they had uh, madness in Manhattan, and there was actually a few thousand fans at it. There was some genuine excitement about everything. It's, uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a nice refreshing turn there. Yeah, look and. and uh, if Bruce Weber doesn't think they're 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 getting the the hype that they deserve, I I would suggest you look at the magazines and you know, pay attention to the polls. I I think that um, everything I've seen is uh, Kansas State is you know the number two choice in in the Big Twelve, and um, and I I'm 
totally good with that. Um, uh, that's where I have them. I, I think they're going to, um, uh, with a chance, with a chance to be the Big 12 champion. And it's been a while since we've we've thought of uh, of, of K State like that. So, so, so yeah, Dean Wade and Barry Brown on the on the preseason all conference team. And uh, what was uh, um, I think uh, Michael Beasley's been the only Kansas State player to be named Big 12 Player of the Year, not newcomer, but but Player of the Year because the the year that I guess Jacob Poem's final year, Marcus Morris, I think, was the Big 12 Player of the Year that year for, for right. Kansas. So, right, fairly edged so, them out. Yeah, edged them out, and of course that was—I'll never forget the game Pullen had against uh, KU at, uh, yeah, in Bramlage that year when he when he hung 38 on him. And it was—it hey, was neat to to hear him on the radio. I I wasn't at the game on Saturday, the football game, but I noticed Jacob Pullen was there, and kind of neat to hear him uh, interviewed on the on the sideline before the game. Yeah, I, that that to me was the most, um, maybe not the most fun, but but the best part about their basketball kickoff event over the weekend. You know, they had a bunch of hoopla and festivities and stuff, but I thought it was really neat just to have Jacob pull in there, and he talked with us afterward, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool that, um, you know, for the first time, really, it seemed like you had this, uh, you know, everybody was finally kind of coming together. Uh, you had this reunion of, you know, the the, the last, the last time Kansas State had all of this excitement was really good at basketball, um, intersecting with what Bruce Weber has going right now with, with Jacob saying, you know, he, he's changed his mind on, on Coach Weber and you've got all this respect for him now. And uh, it, it was pretty neat to, to be able to, you know, see see all that come together and see see some of the the former players totally on board now and kind of getting that reunion in there. Yeah, and, and I, I was really interested in the story that you wrote about that from you know, from that uh, from that occasion, uh, and, and it was ha- and happy to see that because Pullen was um, you know he, he was not happy uh, with, with Bruce Weber when the hire was made and made it made it known on social media, and I thought, gosh, that's that's no good for for anybody at Kansas State for uh, a recently departed star to, to to feel this way and to express it and. And we all know how Jacob Pullen felt about Frank Martin, and, and we know that there was, you know, this was all part of the Jacob Pullen recruiting story too, and how he felt about Bruce Weber. And I, I really enjoyed the story that you wrote about it. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean, talk about all's well that ends well. At least um, in, in the present, the uh, winning cures a lot of <laughs> feelings, I guess. And, and the fact that K State went to the Elite Eight last year, beat Kentucky along the way, has um, you know has so many. Uh, I don't know Bruce Weber detractors or those that were on the fence, at least on the fence about Bruce, no, no longer there or at least being silent, uh, right. and 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 they're allowed to, you know, to enjoy this and they should enjoy this preseason expectation and uh, and use it and, uh, and and maybe you know help help it uh, help momentum into the season. So um, uh, yeah, I think and, and today's you know today's news about the preseason all conference team and player of the year only feeds to that. Where do you think they'll be in the preseason poll? Second? Yeah, I think they'll be, they'll be second to, to Kansas, and then in the national polls, um, in the top fifteen, somewhere between ten and, and fifteen would be my guess. Uh, with with West Virginia the third choice, and I would have TCU as the as the fourth choice, and then that and then it's a mad scramble uh, after that. So. Um, uh, it, no, I, I do think Kansas will get all the first place votes, and then, um, and I think Kansas will get Kansas State 
probably all second, no, no, low, no lower than third by, by coaches or, or media, whoever votes on this. And then uh, uh, TCU, I think, is going to be well-regarded, especially with uh, Jalen Fisher coming back this year. So uh, to me, I, I think those four, as, as I look at it right now, I, I see those four as the, uh, the league's top four and, and probably the, the teams with the best chance of being in a preseason top 25. Yeah, I agree with you there. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State, and no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash sportspass. Um, so we got excitement on the basketball front. We've actually got some excitement on the football front this week, too. The Wildcats ended a three-game losing streak by not only beating Oklahoma State, but really blowing them out 31-12. to Alex Barnes had his second straight really good game. The offensive line is coming to life. Shelley played great on defense. Um, I, I didn't necessarily see that big of a win coming. I thought they had a, a shot of knocking off Oklahoma State. Uh, but what did you think about it? you think this is something that could stabilize their season here? It could um, because just for, for a couple reasons. The defense played as well as it did, uh, and uh, and it looks like all the, all the talk uh, about – Kansas State and their quarterback situation that that just consumed the conversation uh, about about the Wildcats, and we get to the halfway or just over the halfway point of the season, and the focus on offense isn't on that position anymore. It's on running back, and uh, at least these last few games. And what a you know, what a force uh, Barnes has been uh, for for the Wildcats, and it's neat to see. And he is uh, he's legit good. Uh, and I just thought the game that he had, obviously, you know, broke out against Baylor as well, but the game he had against Oklahoma State against, I think they went into the game as the Big 12's top rushing defense. Right, and, they did. And he just rolled all over them. And, and, and credit to the offensive line as well. But this, I think they have, you know, they've maybe we've seen the beginning of an identity for this Kansas State team that will take them through the second half of the second half of the season that will uh, bode well for them. Now they they, they, they're going to have their challenges on the schedule, but after the way they won uh, last Saturday, I, I just feel better about where the team is and, and and getting the bowl eligibility now for them. I mean, we're we're not looking at we're not finish we're not looking at um, you know a, a Big Twelve championship season. I think even finishing in the top half may be a long shot at this point. But you just like them better now when they you know as they would make, maybe match up against the TCU or Texas Tech. Uh, uh, maybe even up at Iowa State at the end of the year. Right. I mean, I agree with you. I thought before Saturday it was hard for me to even piece together, you know, four or five wins for them. Not to say they couldn't do it, but just the way they were playing, it seemed like, boy, you know, they, they couldn't beat Baylor. They really couldn't compete with West Virginia or Mississippi State. When are these wins going to come? But they finally put it all together, at least for a half in this game, and their defense has been coming along. Their offense, like you said, they finally got an identity. Um, 
the thing I noticed going back and rewatching the game on film that impressed me most, most about Barnes was that he wasn't getting his yards just one way. Uh, he wasn't overpowering people. He wasn't making people miss. He was doing a little bit of everything, just depending on the situation. He was getting by people in every way that he could. So I, I was really impressed by him, and I think the offensive coordinators and that staff have finally realized that they've got some really good run blockers on the right side of their line, and they've huh. wised up and started to run a lot of their plays that way. And I think that's why they've had a lot more success the last two weeks. So maybe that's something that finally they're, you know, they've got an identity. They know what's working. They're going to ride it. Uh, obviously, they need a little bit better passing game. But, you know, whatever. Uh, that's something they can work on over the next two weeks. And I think this gives them, uh, you know, a lot of hope going into the, into the second half of the season. I still don't necessarily love their chances against uh, Oklahoma. But, you know, at TCU, that game, you know, doesn't seem far-fetched anymore. TCU, I mean, uh, Texas Tech, Kansas, Iowa State. Kind of look at those as toss-up games now. So yeah, uh, uh, last week you were thinking maybe Bowl was a long shot. Now it's back on the table. Yeah, and look, he's getting what did he get? Thirty plus carries, right? Against um, against Oklahoma State. Is, is that a? Should that be a concern? Are they going to work him? You know, they are going to ride him, but they're going to ride him too hard the second half of the season. Is there a chance? Uh, I'm just looking at it. Thirty-four. Wow, thirty-four for one eighty-one rushing. And uh, he was he was fantastic, but uh, I wonder if, if he can expect this kind of workload in the final five games. And if so, is he going to be able to hold up under underneath this? Well, you would think the wise move would be, you know, to to use some other running backs a little bit more. I, personally, whenever I see a running back get over twenty five carries, to me, I start to cringe a little bit. That's just a lot of work. Um, to, to his credit, he said he's fine with it. He said he'll even go up to 40 if need be. Uh, the thing that is, he does have working for him is he's kind of a health nut. Um, he had an internship in town over last summer working at a fitness gym and really did. He, he was really annoyed last year. They just kept having these nagging injuries, and he really blamed himself um, for not being in the best shape possible to overcome them. So he, he dedicated his whole offseason to Losing his body fat down to like four percent and getting his bench up to four hundred pounds. Um, I mean, if if anybody can take a big workload, it would be him. I still am just a little bit skeptical that that's what you want to do when when you do have other capable running backs like Dalvin Warnack just just sitting there. Uh, yeah, I, I would think it would be a little wiser to spread out those carries just a little bit. I mean, there's nothing wrong with featuring the guy, but yeah, thirty-four carries that's that's a lot of. Work. It is, and look, but 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 with this, if, if this is the direction that Kansas State is going to go, and it looks looks like it is, that that does play into the the, the heart of the Bill Snyder philosophy of controlling the clock and keeping high you know high powered uh, offenses off the field, and, uh, and and I I think it it's um, you know it, it it creates a more comfortable uh, sort of game plan for 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 the Wildcats, and, and it also it also speaks to something that we, we don't see a whole uh, terribly often in, in college football, and that's a you know a, a just a midseason adjustment to your you know to, to to change from what you had planned on doing into what's uh, working best for you. And you know I don't know why we should ever doubted Bill Snyder's coaching acumen when 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 it comes to that, but. It's, it's it's at least these last couple of games the, the the way they've changed their 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 offensive approach. It's um, okay. Let's let's 
let's go into the conference room, let's talk about it, and let's figure it out, put it on the practice field, and, and see what we can do. And, and so far, the, res- the results have been there for the Wildcats. Yeah, well, what's funny is this is what people thought they were going to be preseason. <laughs> Everyone said they got this great line, they got Alex Barnes, they've got running backs, just running down people's throats. Um, I'm really, it's weird, I'm not really sure why it didn't work uh, in the first five games, but I guess it works in the last seven, they'll have to, they'll have to take it. Yep, yep, so, uh, but, but you're right, it's, it's, uh, passing game's not there to the extent that you want to see it, and, uh, who, who's a, you know, I guess Alex Barnes was a leading receiver on Saturday, so, you know, Zuber, of course, has the, uh, he's, he's, he's got probably the most, uh, of, of the wide receivers, return guys the biggest playmaking ability um, but there's still still not enough of that in, in, in the Wildcats repertoire so um, so grind it out you know, work behind that offensive line and uh, hand the ball to, to Barnes and, and let's uh, you know let, let's uh, can, you know take that 35 minutes off the clock a game and, and see where the game goes yeah well he'll have a full week to rest up this week before he has to go down to play Oklahoma so he's got that going for him. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, we'll end it there. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Blair, thanks a bunch for joining us. Absolutely, Kelly. Take care. <laughs>